Welcome to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. We are taking a dip in the healing waters of the Twi'lek bathhouse. That was so cleverly introduced into the last episode of The Mandalorian. And you know what? I'm going to do that from now on. Forget the Back to Tank. Well, we have to use it from time to time. But if Back to Waters are inside of the Twi'lek bathhouse, then we can take a break from the tank to go into the bathhouse. I, I don't know. I'm too much of a germaphobe. I I have to have my own bath to water. Like, I'm yeah, but, sorry. Oh, well, listen, I'm not saying you and I should get into the same bathtub with the Twi'lek. I'm not into that kind of play, okay? <laughs> now, Raina's here today. Hello, Raina. Hi, guys. Now, if Raina wants to get into the healing bathtub with me, that's fine. But I just, I don't play that. I know you do, Dave. And that's okay. <laughs> so stupid. All right. So we have a lot to cover today on the Star Wars from the Back to Tank podcast. Hello, welcome, everyone. We did it! All right, so, you know, I've calmed down after our last regular show. <laughs> Very aggressive. You know, I was. I, I think that was the first example of me as not a radio host, but as a true Star Wars fan at his wit's end. I think that was a peek behind the curtain from being a professional behind a microphone and letting my true... Star Wars fanboy fanboyness show. That's the first time, and I think that might be the the only time. I was just at my wits end, man, and and I don't know if it's going to get better. I am going to be positive because I think there's a lot going on right now that can make us Star Wars fans very very happy. We have the launch of Fallen Order, which has been met with thunderous applause. It's critically, it's been critically praised by almost everyone. Uh, then we have, of course, The Mandalorian, which is all, also being pretty much critically praised by almost everyone. So things are really good from the Star Wars front. But I mean, I just I get frustrated with the uh, it's like that girl that breaks up with you and then she comes back and then she breaks up with you and then she comes back. And you're like, you know, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do this again. And then she tells you she loves you. And then you take her back. Then she breaks up with you again. That's how I feel with with the current state of Star Wars. Hey, guys, we have this movie planned and this movie planned and this movie planned. Oh, guess what? We don't have this movie planned. See this movie here on the calendar that we put here? Let me scratch that off. Oh, you, oh, you see this movie here that we had planned? I'm gonna scratch that off too. And then and then she it's takes frustrating. Out, then she takes out the strap on and Which, then what? <laughs> oh, he took it there. I'm sorry, I just had a flashback there. Uh I'm back. I'm back. Oh. <laughs> and then she takes the strap on and then does what? Punishes you for taking her back too many times? No, no, then she wants to actually, you know, maybe 
uh, show her the proper ways and everything. And the, I don't know. Wait, I, the ways I, of she the wants, force? She's going to force her way into you? She was going to search for my kyber crystal. God only knows. So, you, so if she wants to, you know, you for you to use that strap on to show her the ways of the force, then what <laughs> you need to do is teach her how to make her own strap on. Only own then strap-on. she'll be a true Jedi. <laughs> Oh, Lord. All right. So if that wasn't a preview of what we're going to be discussing today, then I don't know what is. That's a genius preview because here we are again, Dave. We are. Here we are again with rumors of a Star Wars film heading to screens in 2022. Although the official announcement will not come until early next Next year, year, which I don't even know what that even means. But this is what I'm talking about, Dave. Am I happy? If this ends up proving true, then I'm absolutely happy. But that's why the last show was upset. I'm like, I want Star Wars movies. I want Star Wars movies. But here we are again. Yeah. They they recently dropped saying, dropped that headline saying from Bob Iger, Star Wars is done. Star Wars movies are done after the rise of Skywalker. We'll be taking a very long and extended break. 2022 isn't long and extended. That's almost the same amount of time we've had between Solo and the rise of Skywalker. The rise of Skywalker. So that's why I'm confused. And it's so baffling. Like, what the fuck is going on over at <laughs> Lucasfilm, David? We, especially since, since we started... This looks to be like they had a really big game plan already planned out. Oh, it's going to be a movie every year. Yeah. We, we have these branching storylines that we're going to do. And it's it's like what you said. It's kind of like they just they, need to give us the wedding ring and fucking commit. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that they're doing this PR dance. Yeah. If something comes out good. They'll announce something it, good. Yes, Dave. The Mandalorian, if the Mandalorian was not met with as much you know, critically acclaim praise, critical praise. I wouldn't there even we say go. critical it, praise. It's fan praise. If it, you, there fan you go, praise. Dave. If it was not met with so much fan praise, they probably wouldn't have said anything about this movie coming out in 2022. Now, the announcement, as they say, like a director, they're going to attach a director. And then the allegedly they already have a director attached, but they're not Johnson. willing to. <laughs> it's not going to be Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Simmer down. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they have a director attached, but they're not going to announce what the movie will be about and who the director is until early next year. Now, mind you, I am going to accept all of this as a grain of salt. The reason why they've said this every year after a Skywalker film has is about to be released. Yeah. Our plans will be shared with the future of Star Wars after the release of this movie. It, they did that with Force Awakens. They did that with The Last Jedi. And here we are again, approaching the release date of The Rise of Skywalker. And yet again, they're saying the exact same thing. Hey, we have something planned. We'll clarify what those plans are early next year. I'm still waiting. Kathleen Kennedy said at the when in the January... After the January after the Force Awakens dropped, she said that we are going to release our entire strategy of what we plan to do for the next eight years. 
She said that. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm still waiting for that, Dave. Just like I'm still waiting for my father to come home from the grocery <laughs> store. I'm still waiting for <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. And, and that's the thing is like that that supposed strategy keeps changing every year. Yeah. And I guarantee you the early the early announcement they're going to have is probably going to be at Comic-Con next year. Yeah. It's going to be at Comic-Con. They don't have to tell us like exactly what it is. No, it's the, come on. It's not going to be at Comic-Con. It's going to be a D23. Or D23. I was going to say D23. D23 or Comic-Con. Oh, wait. Celebration is uh, first. Is is Celebration first? That's going to be at Celebration. Wait, is Celebration? Because, yeah, like, Celebration's whichever first. Whichever of the three is first, that's what's going to happen. But also, Dave, a lot of time is going to pass between now and then and anything can happen when it when it comes to Star Wars and if there's any type of negativity that's what's going to happen they're going to tuck their tail so far between their legs it's going to go up their asshole and they're going to go shrink into obscurity again can I say something about this from my of perspective course. of course like it feels like they had a plan things were going well they made announcements and then things fell through the cracks. And now they're like, okay, nothing's going to happen. And now they're making an announcement, <laughs> meaning they have something. But before they spill the beans, they want to make sure that they seal the deal. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're... Which I can't blame them. But it's okay. like, okay, cool. We have a chance. This might work. Meaning, okay, so seal the deal. Those are very carefully chosen words there. Do you think possibly in terms of talent Attached, like maybe a, a certain director of of notable fame. That's exactly what okay. I mean. Well, then that if that's the case, then I'm I will I will gladly apologize gen, in January. And again, I'm not trying to be vicious. I'm just trying to say, look at the evidence over the last few years. They have said this repeatedly. Now, going with Reina, your line of thinking, Reina. I understand that, but why should, why won't they say that? Unless possibly, I if mean, it doesn't go through, they look like a bunch of assholes again. Well, not only <laughs> so that, I guess that that's could be what it. happened with the double D's when they had those directors. That's true. Yeah. That's valid. I think they thought it was going to be great, and that was talent. And then stuff fell through. That got backed out. So before they, like I say, make a a final announcement. I think they want to make sure that, like I said, it's sealed. Yes. And, and the yeah. thing that's frustrating about that, too, is kind of like you don't learn from your past mistakes. I mean, look at all the past. I'm telling you, Dave, this is a relationship. This yeah. this feels like a bad, toxic relationship. I'm sorry. <laughs> if they're waiting for like a, a big name filmmaker to come in like J.J. did and everything else and everything to go off like an orgasmic explosion of fandom. I'm sorry, you've tried yeah. that before. You tried it with, you tried it like by bringing in names like Gareth Edwards, Rian Johnson. You tried to bring it in with the the, the double Ds. You tried to do it with- I like all, double Ds. You tried to do it in Solo, and you had to bring in Ron Howard. And it's like, what name could you possibly get to really surprise us? Quentin Tarantino. And Tarantino's not. Yes. I, I don't think Tarantino could even, uh, could Dude, even fix this. No, listen. Tarantino would never put him subject himself yeah. to this. Because you, can you he imagine him? He would be like, if the first fan that says I don't like what you did with Star Wars, he'd be like, come here, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Maybe that's what we need. It's possible Maybe they don't what... even have like a big name. It's possible that they just have something that'll work, right. and that would be disappointing, in my opinion. Yeah. You know what would be so? You want Mike? well, hold on, Raina. You want a big? You do as a, as a Star Wars fan. You actually want a big name director attached. That would be exciting for you. 
Well, of course it would, but I'm honestly going to watch it regardless. Yeah. I'm one of those fans. I'm sorry. No. I'm making it bad for everyone. No, I... <laughs> See, I think you're on to something because this is something David and I have talked about off air. And we know Kathleen Kennedy was really, she really wanted to give fresh young talent a chance. That hasn't really worked out. No, it hasn't. That's why she went back to JJ. That's why she went to Ron Howard for Solo. And you make a valid point, Raina. I feel like in order to spin any type of negativity they may have because of Bainoff and Weiss leaving. And then of course, Ryan Johnson's movie that we all know is never going to see the light of day. They do need that big name. Well, look at Mandalorian. And I'm talking like Favreau. It could be Favreau, but he's already on Mandalorian, but this does go to our next topic in a second here. It's it's, we're talking, we're going to talk about leadership, but first I want to sum up this discussion when it comes to Kathleen Kennedy. Now, just so people are aware, Dave and Raina, the Hollywood Reporter is the site that has been sharing this information. They are talking, or I should say, they are quoting their sources when it comes to this alleged Star Wars movie for 2022. If this was like Collider or that bullshit site, we got this covered. I would be I wouldn't even be talking about it right now. But it's the reporter. It's the Hollywood reporter. They're one of the most legit industry insider sites out there. And the fact that they're willing to put out an article about this, that tells us that this is probably a fact. Now, according to the Hollywood reports, Hollywood reporter sources have claimed that Kennedy has a currently untitled Star Wars movie on deck for 2022. However, this movie will apparently not be part of, I don't think this is a surprise, Ryan Johnson's new Star Wars trilogy. Thank Christ. (laughs) Come on, Dave, simmer down. Uh, The outlet notes that no movie announcements are planned until January 2020 at the earliest, giving fans time to speculate on whether this prospective project is a continuation or a deviation from Weiss and Bainoff's canceled trilogy, which a lot of rumors were suggesting that it was going to deal with the old Republic era. In fact, in a recent interview, Kathleen Kennedy mentions to the, I believe it was Rolling Stone. She specifically mentions that right now they're in a state of high anxiety trying to figure out what they want to do. And it kind of frustrated me when she said in this, again, admitting they have no clue. We have no idea what we're going to do after Return of the Jedi, after Rise of Skywalker. And I'm just like, why would you even admit that? He says this in the Rolling we're Stone. time. Yes, I'm hoping that's what it is, because she says that we're not quite sure what we're going to do. There's so many possibilities. Do we stay in this time period? Do we go into the future? Do we go into the past? So there, there are a lot of possibilities, but that's the reason why I get a little frustrated with, the, with this calling this this kind of on again, off again relationship with these movies, because there literally are endless possibilities with the star Wars universe. And they're acting like it's rocket science. Like, Hey, take a line on a whiteboard, right? Draw it straight through. Okay. Not, um, draw it horizontally right across the whiteboard. Give yourself about 15 different little marks and say movie, 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 timeline, timeline, timeline. Okay, we want to tell a movie here about this. End. Over. Done. It's not that hard to come up with a strategy. And this takes us to our next topic, Dave and Raina. Leadership. I'm not saying Kathleen Kennedy can't be on board still. I think from the business side, 
she probably should stay on board at this point. I don't think she will be. And I'm going to stick to that. Even though this movie is allegedly coming out in 2022, uh, her contract expires in 2021. I'm still standing by my thoughts that she will not be re-upped. However, we are going to need some type of leadership. There is a rumor alleging that Favaro, Filoni, and Kevin Feig may be involved in the future of Star Wars. Now, recently, with Kevin Feig being promoted to, was it Marvel Chief Executive Officer? Yes. That he has now been scratched from the running, but he's still involved with a an alleged movie for Star Wars. I feel like what we've talked about over the opening, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, there's one definitive thread <laughs> that I think you can kind of sum up this entire discussion. Leadership. We do not have, we, we do have the question of leadership, creative oversight, someone not worried about release strategies, but someone that's worried 100% about story. Someone who wears a cowboy hat. <laughs> so stupid. We need story-driven leadership. It's time for Star Wars to get its Kevin fake. We have arc. I call them archivists. That's pretty much what they all that what they are. And people who track the expanding mythos, like Pablo Hidalgo. Yes, but he's not making big creative decisions. He's no. not writing an idea and saying, "All right, this is what we're going to do, fuckers." No, he's in charge of cataloging and keeping track of the ever-evolving story. Think of the Lucasfilm story group and Pablo Hidalgo as a script supervisor. Yeah, he's but instead of instead of a script supervisor for a movie which tracks continuity stuff like that he's the script supervisor of the entire star wars universe we need an actual leader a creative leader that can take people to task that can make the hard calls that can kind of be that divide between strategic leadership which is kathleen kennedy and bob Iger, and then creative leadership and that can play in the middle with the rest of the directors, someone who knows about writing movies, someone that understands Star Wars. And that's why I like the idea of maybe a three team, a three leader team, Favaro, Filoni, and possibly someone else involved in helping shape the future of Star Wars. We cannot sit here anymore, any longer. We can't sit here and play it by ear because that's what they're doing. Let's release this. Okay, that worked. Um, what now? They need to have a snapshot. They need to have a chart just like Marvel has done and say, this is, this is where we're starting. And you see here in 10 years, this is where, this we, is wa- where we want to be. This is where we want to be. This is where we want to end. And in between is going to be a, a massive connected story where everything relies on each other. And they have not done that. And that's the only reason why. It doesn't matter that Last Jedi didn't resonate with some of the hardcore elite fans. It doesn't matter. The problem is that there just isn't that creative story leadership saying this is our storyline. This is what we're going to do. And if this movie didn't work out, then we'll fix whatever went wrong in this movie. We'll fix it with the next. But our story remains intact. That's what we need, right? Yeah. And I I honestly feel that's one of the most frustrating things right now is like 
none of n- nobody, none of the names you've mentioned have stood up to task and said, "Okay, this is what we're gonna do." I mean, we give a lot of we give a lot of crap to Kathleen Kennedy right now. However, the names you mentioned, Favreau. Now, Favreau just started with the Mandalorian, so he hasn't been in this group for long. But when you're talking about Filoni, Iger, uh, I, I do agree with you that you don't, you can't include Hidalgo in it because Hidalgo's job is not to be creative. No, he's not. He's not even a boss. He's not even. You a know, boss. he's not. He's not going to come up with this award-winning idea. I'm like, hey, Bob Iger, this is what I want to do. He's yeah. not writing scripts. When you when you have names like that, including JJ. I mean, even recently, I find a lot of things that JJ is saying frustrating. Like, I have to go back to George Lucas and ask if he's happy with it. No, you don't. No, you but don't. But he's daddy. Where the heck do you? Why are you? You, you always got to make sure. You always got to make sure daddy's happy. <laughs> Otherwise, he's not going to come back from the grocery store. Oh but we all know, George, daddy's not what? coming back from the grocery store. <laughs> George Lucas said he he went out for milk and never came back. Yeah, I'm going to sell you your little shit for four billion dollars. <laughs> Get away from me. Exactly, and it's like when you see like these names constantly conferring to other people, yeah. not just George Lucas. I'm okay with that. Dave. It's frustrating. I'm. It is frustrating because they need to have their own plan. But you have to yeah. also remember that J.J. Abrams and these other people. It's a sign of respect. It's almost like Godfather syndrome. I don't think it's about hey George, do you like it, buddy? Uh, if you don't like, because if they really cared about his story input, they wouldn't have fucked him over with those. With his trilogy by saying, you know, doing a gentleman handshake and saying, hey, George, we're going to buy your baby for four billion dollars plus your scripts for seven, eight and nine. See you later. And then they trash the scripts. I would agree with you. But I mean, like, take, take for example, a a name you brought up, Kevin, uh, Kevin Fig. Did Kevin Fig ever go to Stan Lee? No. (laughs) Also, Stan, but Stan Lee is very different. George Lucas is fucking George Lucas, dude. And Stan Lee is Stan Lee. And I know I'm going to piss off a lot of Marvel fans here, but Stanley really do. He developed some D-grade stories that turn to greatness, okay? True. Now, is he super, like, imaginative? Yeah. But he's not this grand story orchestrator like George Lucas is. Now, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I might anger a lot. You, you will probably anger Marvel fans. I'm going to anger Star Wars fans oh my because God. I've gotten... To this point, Mike, I've gotten to the what edge point? of the cliff that basically I look and I basically say, is George Lucas really that great? Oh, my God. Dave, you're <laughs> just trying to be provocative of this show. No, no, no. Don't even don't even pose here's, that question. Here's the thing. I, Wait, read, I want to hear what he has to say. I, I, it, this dawned on me when I'm reading these articles from people like J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy and Filoni saying, we got to make George happy. We got to make him happy. And I'm like, like. Why are you guys so 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 zeroed in on making George happy? I don't think they are, Dave. I think you're misinterpreting what they're saying. I think they don't give a fuck. I think JJ cares if Lucas likes it or not, only because he is a fan of Star Wars. Kathleen yeah. Kennedy would have produced his movies if she fucking cared. She trashed his script. She doesn't fucking care. Yeah. She... She smiled and grinned, shook his hand, had him sign a $4 billion contract, and then ripped up his story. So I don't think any of them care. And, and I don't think they're bad people. It's business. Yeah, I it's understand business. that. I think people like Favaro, Filoni. I mean, Filoni was brought into the business and 
and essentially was Lucas's um, protege. Of yeah, course he's going to care. I mean, Dave, don't try to pretend that if you were hired to do a Star Wars movie and you found out Lucas hated your movie, that it's not going to bother you. You would fucking cry at night. <sighs> don't lie. If, if you said, made a Star just, Wars movie and Lucas said fucking garbage, David, just fucking garbage. But if I looked at it and said, you know what, this is the story that I wanted to <laughs> okay, tell. Okay, Brian Johnson. <laughs> and, 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 that, exactly. That's what I mean. I'm at that edge of the cliff. I'm like going, oh my God. Okay, well, so what I might side so with what, Johnson. <laughs> so what exactly, because we're getting off topic now, but what exactly is your fucking point? My, my point. Because this is what you said. You said you don't think George is that great of a story guy. Okay. Provocative. Question that you posed there, but then you didn't proceed to prove that. You just said that it annoys you that Kathleen Kennedy and JJ and Filoni all go to him and see if he cares about their script. Well, okay. Outside of Star Wars, outside of Star Wars, what has George done as a filmmaker? What has he done? Okay, pushed the very nature of cinematic sound in a way that no other filmmaker has even attempted. And to this day, the technology we use for sound in the cinema is because of him. The surround systems that we use in our homes, the technology we use on our TVs and our headphones are all because of what he has done on Star Wars. That's great. The the advent and the innovation of cameras and where we're at right now is because of him, Steven Spielberg, and James Cameron. The filmmaking as it is today is because of him. The use of miniatures, technology, visual effects, all because of him. I, I, I so agree. what else do you want the man to do, Dave? I want him to do his own movie outside of Star Wars to show that he still has that. He did. It's called edge. Red Tails. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my God! And that's what I mean. You're just racist. <laughs> i'm just joking dave you don't have a you don't you don't have a i was gonna say you don't have a point but you do yeah what i'm gonna say I mean, is i think it's there are directors that dedicate their entire life to one thing i don't think lucas ever wanted to do anything else i think this is what he was in love with he was in love with this masterful space opera epic and he dedicated his life to it I don't think he didn't do something else because he's not capable. He's also responsible for Indiana Jones. And I, and that's when he was willing to go and do other things. Then he was like, you know what? I just like Star Wars. This is my thing. And and see, for me, I just don't see George like that. I, I mean, you don't see him like what, Dave? You don't see the proof of everything he's done for <laughs> filmmaking? No, no. I see what your point about all the techniques and everything. But I also am have taken a look at like outside of star Wars creatively, creatively. What do you mean? Creatively? You're talking about writing, writing and actually going out there okay. and doing a film. Does film, does filmmaking require you to write? <sighs> Is there more than one job when it comes to filmmaking? Are you not a filmmaker? If you see, don't you, write, see you're trading on a, on a, on a subject that's outside of it, star Wars. It, it, I'm just Is no, like, but film. you, but you're you're challenging George Lucas's uh, credibility as a director now and a, and a writer. Yeah, because like 
Okay. Dude, why are you on this show? Are you trying to get fired? Are you doing too much on the network? Did you just want to ask, hey, Mike, I just don't want to do these shows anymore? Because if you want to do that, just ask. No, no, no. But shitting on George Lucas for no fucking reason. I'm just baffled right now. Well, no. I feel like George doesn't have to do what Dave is is saying he needs to. You know, oh, we want to see a little bit more. He doesn't have to because all he has to do is let other creators create shit for him. And if he says it's good, then it's done. Right. See, to me, that's he, just... he doesn't have to do that. I mean, maybe he could, and I see, I see what Dave's trying to say. Yeah. But the point is, he doesn't have to. That's yeah. that's why I see your guys's point. To me, I feel he has to. I feel it. I feel it now more than ever because of how where Star Wars is. I think what you're trying to say is that you want him to do something. Yeah, just yeah. to shut Dave, up. I've, everybody. I've said that too. I've, I've said that I, I I hope that he would do something else before he dies. That. Do something besides Star Wars. I've said that, but I'm not going to take away his credibility as a, a masterful storyteller because he's only worked on one story. Dude, I can go through a list. I'm not prepared right now, but I can go through a list of masterful artists that have done one series, one, series. Uh, one item oh, of one work, I, I, whether it be a musician that just dropped one album or an artist that painted one picture. So because they don't do more based on what you feel is an appropriate amount to be qualified as a filmmaker. They're not good enough. Yeah. A part of me actually does feel like that now. It mm. really does. And it, it's just that filmmaker part of me that basically has always lived. And David, you're not a the, filmmaker by your line of thinking. Well, David, what have you done? When I, when I went to school, David, you're not a filmmaker then <laughs> based on your reasoning, you're not a filmmaker. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what <laughs> You're drives me weird nuts. today. What no, happened to you today? That's what drives me nuts. That's why I said I'm at this edge of a cliff looking down and going Am I going crazy or is this basically I think what I'm thinking a of life crisis over a midlife there, crisis? Yeah, because like I find myself agreeing with like filmmakers out there nowadays that basically sniff their own butts and basically go Yeah, I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. No, he's okay. not worth All anything. Right. You're, you're taking your own jaded thoughts about an industry and putting that on George Lucas, poor guy. What did he ever do to you, David? <laughs> oh, that poor man. You're an asshole. <laughs> Quit laughing so loud. I'm going to turn you down. <laughs> I've got a burning question. Is it between your legs? Yes. Is it burning? Oh, okay. Go ahead. That's then. where it's coming from. Deep within my depths. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> my question is, what is, who is sourcing about the triple F's? What, Favreau, Filoni, and Fag? Who say that they may possibly be coming on? It is a rumor. It has not been substantiated by any website like the Hollywood Reporter. Okay. It's rumors being hit or dropped. Jesus, David has me completely flustered. <laughs> uh, it, it is. Blah, 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 blah. I need a break. <laughs> it's basically one of those rumors that's uh, floating out there among yeah. everybody now. It's not substantiated. Okay. And that, that makes sense because it's something I don't want to get excited about because it sounds almost too yeah, good to be yeah. true. And yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can ask Lucas to come back so he can <laughs> prove himself to David. <laughs> he just hasn't done enough but he has to do something other than star wars oh that's true so yeah that doesn't count then he does red tails <laughs> i got that point <laughs> all right so kevin fag breaks silence on his star wars plans uh he talks about a few th i dude i like the way this guy thinks man like i i haven't agreed with every marvel movie but his his ideas work but his strategy has yeah. worked i mean the proof is there now the marvel cinematic universe has explored 
has explored ever since the premiere of Iron Man over 10 years ago, helping cement superhero action movies as the most popular and successful film genre at the box office. And now Kevin Feig being rumored to work on his own movie. It's not a rumor. It actually was confirmed at one point. However, that that confirmation, that news that dropped that Kevin Feig would be directing a Star Wars movie also was released prior to Bob Iger's press release saying that all Star Wars movies are now on hold. So Kevin Feig says recently, I love the that world, meaning Star Wars, and I love the notion of exploring new people and new places in that universe. But that's all I that can be said right now. Okay, which gives me again faith that he will be directing a movie soon. Uh, he he wasn't willing to address any details about his plans. He did speak about the theory of Star Wars fatigue. And this is where I agree with him because I fucking I'm glad this is the first fucker. Dude, think about it. He does not agree or believe in Star Wars fatigue, which means he is in direct opposition of what Bob Iger has said and thinks. Or I should say maybe he doesn't think, but has been but has used it as an excuse. You remember, Dave, we just talked about that a few weeks ago, yeah. how Bob Iger uses the idea of fatigue and the fact that they try to do too much too soon. Yes. Now and he's, we, I believe me and you were like laughing <laughs> at, yeah. at when he mentioned that. Yeah. He says, well, they've made about five movies. So this is what he says. They've made about five movies and it's made over five billion dollars. So I think they're doing just fine with Star Wars <laughs> and Rise of Skywalker looks incredible to me. So that's how he answers the question of Star Wars fatigue. That's how you fucking answer a question. You don't play into the fact that, yeah, we did too much. I can't believe Bob Iger has done so well for Disney, right? He's done. He's made great moves for Disney over the last, what, 15 years since he's been in charge. And yet he continues to say things that I, I don't know if they're for PR or if he truly believes them because admitting that they did too much too soon is that trying to justify a bad decision and that's the better route to go than just say hey you know let's make up an excuse let's blame star wars fatigue over the fact that they might have made a few poor decisions that has kind of taken away some of the the excitement over star wars because it's a way of them passing the buck yeah yeah i think you're right i think that's what it is it's them passing the buck it's it's the easiest solution and if there's anything me and you have been covering is just how Disney has been going for the low hanging fruit. You go for the, they, they seem to, it seems to be their, I hope I say this right. Modus operandi. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's their, their go-to. They go to the low hanging fruit. Hey, if something's not going wrong, blame star Wars fatigue, right? Don't blame the product. Just blame the fatigue. And I guess that's, you know, smart from an executive standpoint but also if you know what to look for you know you can you can see it's all bullshit well because like the the audience is a bit more smarter than they think back then an answer like that would have actually you know back maybe if they were to give that that answer like 10 years ago no one would have bad an eye but now i think that disney is beginning to realize that the audience that they're dealing with is a bit more smarter and educated they know what everything's going around. They know about social media. They know about like what is going on behind the scenes. And then now it's, they can't give those answers that they would normally 10 years ago. And now Bob Iger, who's part of that old school mentality has to adapt. Yeah. 
And I think that's in 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 regards to Iger, I think it's just him having a tough time adapting. That that could be it. Maybe we all know the Star Wars fandom is very unique. You know, we require a lot of coddling <laughs> and swaddling. Yeah. <laughs> and and also we have to prove our you know, we want our filmmakers to prove, prove themselves. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I hate you, Dave, today. <laughs> All right. So J.J. Abrams talks about the criticism of Star Wars, George Lucas and the mystery surrounding Ray's powers. Oh, <laughs> well, dude, it's like what we said. You know, a lot of people complained about Ray's Mary Sue mentality. Oh, she's so fucking powerful. It makes no fucking sense. Well, first off, she wasn't all powerful. You know, you can see the way her and Kylo fought with lightsabers. She was a little clumsy. The only reason why she got the the upper hand over Kylo was because he was shot in the fucking gut with a bowcaster. Yeah. Uh, so they they crippled him in order to make it a fair fight of sorts. But, but fans don't want to see that. I, I know. And it's one of the things that I agree with when it comes to The Force Awakens with J.J.'s decision uh, with how he executed the whole introduction of Rey uh, there was a mystery behind her. That was the point. We said that on our first review when people were complaining about Ray's ability to use the force when Luke struggled. Well, JJ says with a smile that was on purpose. And that's all he would say when they asked him about Ray's <laughs> preternatural giftedness in the force was brought up. All he did was say, yes, yeah, spooky, right? Smiles. It's a fair point. And it's not an accident. And it's not an accident. So this is what we said. Of course, it's going to be explained why she had this power. And also, never mind the fact that she was left on a planet alone as a child. And she had to defend and fend for herself for how many years? At least, what, 13, 14 years? Yeah. And that opening scene of her actually showing her normal life is to put is to show that she's a she's a character that has skill yeah well and also if you're force sensitive right if you have the ability to tap into the force or feel the force or have a connection with the force wouldn't it make sense if you're off fending for yourself we already know that you can feel and touch the force without being trained this isn't a new concept so to have someone i guess you can call them like a wilder i mean isn't that what they called them in the expanded universe someone that wasn't trained at one point in the 80s or 90s. I can't remember now. But they, they had a terminology. Uh, there was a term for it for them. People who didn't weren't Jedi trained. But now in this ever-growing, ever-evolving Star Wars story, we already know that you don't need to be trained by a Jedi or trained by a Sith Lord to understand the ways of the Force. There are different avenues and different ways of of connecting with the Force. So... I never had a problem with that, but it is nice to have that little confirmation that it will definitely play a part, especially if it's something that he smiles about, because that tells us, Dave, that who she is is important because there's that whole campaign yes. and movement on social media. It doesn't matter who she is. We don't need to know who she is. I'm like, um, yes, yes we fucking do. do. Then what's the point of watching her through the course of three movies if it doesn't fucking matter who she is? What's your motivation? She has Being no a badass woman. She's a badass woman. That's her point. Uh huh. I don't know why like fans are suddenly, you know, black women from the 80s, but <laughs> her power don't need to be explained. 
She just strong. <laughs> she mm. just strong. She just strong, David. I don't know why I'm rubbing my nipple right now in the video. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh my God. What are you doing over there? I'm like rubbing my nipple. Like, why? Is that part of the act? Is that my performance? <laughs> I think that's the wrong type of wrong type of black person doing that. Uh, all right. So he also addressed his initial response to Ryan Johnson's take on the story and how it affected his approach to the final film. This is his first line, okay? So I know people want to like dress this whole thing up as everyone is best friends. This is fucking Hollywood. Okay. Yes. Everyone hates each other. Just know that, know that the default mode for everyone. When you meet someone in Hollywood is fuck you. Okay. That's the (laughs) default. That's the default mode. Okay. There's a little bit of like, people like to dress it up with little bows and rainbows and say, Oh, they love each other. They're friends. When I read his first draft, it made me laugh. First off, if you're trying to save someone and say, hey, it's a great movie. I love it. You don't say it made you laugh. laugh. But then he says, because I saw that was his take and his voice. He goes on to explain and not be a troll. I got to watch cuts of the movie as he was working on it as an audience member. And I appreciated the choices he made as a filmmaker. That would probably be very different from the choices that I would have made. And isn't that what I've said? The choices he's made as a filmmaker. The look, the tone, the vibe is gorgeous. It's yes. some of the best looking Star Wars we've ever seen. Poetic. There's so many, so much visual metaphors. It's fucking amazing. The problem is with the story. And you realize that the entire time he's talking about this, he never once praises the story. Not once. Because J.J. Is, is, is a great filmmaker and a good writer. Yes. He knows when a script has issues. If you're good at writing, you can look at it and say, yeah, there's a lot of writing issues with this. It doesn't mean the movie sucks. It's just from a writing standpoint, it could have been punched up a bit. He says, I felt the biggest surprise was how dark Luke was. That was the thing that I thought, oh, that was unexpected. And that's the thing that The Last Jedi undeniably succeeds at, which is constant subversion of expectation. The number of things that happen in that movie that aren't the thing you think is going to happen is pretty fun. And you know what? I would agree with that. I will say 100% that they did a lot of things that Ryan Johnson made decisions that did subvert our expectations. And I think as a filmmaker, you should probably try to do that with every single movie. You don't want to just make a run of the mill A to B to see a template for formulaic film. Otherwise, people will will rip that to shreds. Yeah, because you'll become predictable at that point. Yeah, so I feel like, again, and I'm just going to, and it's okay, we can say this a hundred times. I probably have. The problem is not the decisions Ryan Johnson made. Let me uh, say this again. Ryan Johnson's decisions that he's made, even the story, the, the meager story that was there, is not what was wrong with that movie. What was wrong with with the movie was the script, not the story, the script. There is a difference. The script was a meandering mess. It went all over the place and never fully committed to any one idea until the end of the movie. And then, oh, the movie's over. But what he did with Luke and what he did with Ray and what he did with Kylo was fine. But then we have the other side of things, Poe and Finn and Rose Tico what was the point of any of that? It was there as almost filler. It felt like a TV show. 
yet story B, and sometimes in story B, story B doesn't connect to story A because in the next episode, we'll connect all of it together. Well, they had closure to story B, and there's no room to ever connect those stories together. It was kind of a pointless story. Yeah. At the end of the day, fact, it, it, didn't, it didn't push the overall narrative of the film forward. Yeah, not at all. In fact, the entire point of Finn and Rose's side mission didn't even matter by the end. They didn't need it. It didn't work. You're like, wait a second. They didn't even need to do what they were sent to go do. That's the problem. That's the problem. It was a lot of wasted time that could have been used to fully flesh out more important story aspects. So JJ, I have confidence every time he says anything in an interview, Dave, and correct me if you, if I'm wrong or if you disagree and same thing with you, Raina, but every time I love JJ in interviews, I think except for what you said about him needing Lucas's approval, right? Dave, you don't like that. I don't like that. You don't like that. But, um, but I mean, when it comes to his outlook on star Wars, I, I think it makes me happy. Well, because it, it feels like a like a guy that understands Star Wars, right? Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. Uh, that's the overall thing about JJ is like we understand that he is coming at it not just as the atypical filmmaker, but mm-hmm. as a fan person, also understanding the universe, the sandbox that he's playing in, right? And there's something to be said about that. You just can't jump into. A, a sandbox and not understand how the sandbox works. You know, look at Kevin Feige and Marvel. He understood how Marvel, the Marvel universe, uh, how the Mar- yes. Marvel universe works. So he decided to weave his whole narrative that he did over 10 years. Yeah. Using the sandbox around him. He didn't think about like anything outside the box. Well, that's kind of, not kind of, it is. That's, that's what I like best about him. It, there's confidence in how he speaks. Confidence, not arrogance. Yes. It, just yeah. like with Kevin Fake, when they talk, it isn't like, well, this is my plan. <laughs> or it's not like, well, we're not really sure what we're going to do. Um, we have a lot of plans in the works and we're not really quite sure what our next you know, step is. JJ just says it how it is. And even if there isn't a plan, he says, well, we're not quite sure. It's all how you say that so we're not quite sure where we're going to go next. However, what we're doing with this movie and what it means for Star Wars and Lucasfilm, there's confidence and a definitive idea. There's a thought. You know how I say to you guys when you guys host shows behind the scenes, I'm like, quit asking questions and have an opinion. When you're the lead host, I don't want you to say, hey, what do you think? What do you think? You know, it's what I tell Tony. Like, Tony, host a show. (laughs) You're a host. Have an opinion. Because people can feel that. You're the lead of the show. Even if everyone doesn't agree, it doesn't matter because you're the lead. That's how I feel when J.J. talks about Star Wars. And that's why it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good as a Star Wars fan that this guy has control and power over what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, ever since he was in Force Awakens, J.J. has that calming force as a producer and director that you know it it goes back to like what you said at the very beginning of the top of the show we want a game plan we want to see we want to see confidence from our leadership right yes maybe that's how that's how we can sum it up pretty much right yeah and jj meets all those expect has met those expectations of being a good leader and a good spokesperson for this franchise 
much like you know, like the names that we throw out there, like a like a Kevin Feig and a it, 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 and like Dave Filoni when he was in charge of the animation side of Star Wars, they have that confidence that basically they say they understand where they're at and how to use that to their advantage, mm-hmm. how to take care of that universe, you know, not not uh, change it in any way that it breaks breaks the universe or right. breaks the mythos. Yeah, right, Dave. I'm right about some things. <laughs> hey, listen, let's go back to your previous provocative thought. It's I, I, still there, dude. You're not wrong. I'm not it's saying you're wrong. There. Who am I to say you're wrong? I just don't. I disagree. However, there may be other people out there that feel the same way as you. Oh, there are. There are. That's the, okay, that's the only reason okay, why on. I actually oh, bring Jesus. that up. Okay, hold on. Dave, you at least pose the question in an intelligent manner. Most people who say George Lucas isn't good, they're still mad at the prequels. Yeah. And that, that one, it makes no freaking sense. That's most people <laughs> who don't like George Lucas is because they blame him for Yoda's flipping around and jumping, which I think is one of the most awesomest things ever oh, to be in star Wars. You know, the people that like to talk shit about George Lucas are the people who can't forgive, you know, Phantom Menace for and whatever Jar-Jar. reason or Jar Jar, you know, at least you are saying, Hey, what else have you done, buddy? That's pretty much it. That's what that's what I've been staring at. It's kind of. Like, I mean, and you present a valid point. I mean, I hate to say it. Too you're not wrong. I am a big gigantic. Uh, as much as uh, I've, I brought up this, uh, brought up this tenuous question of, about myself in uh, in this argument is, I'm a big George Lucas fan. I have. Are you though? I mean, after well, dude, the guy, the guy shaped every said, Is he really that good? I'm gonna go. Do you know what you're saying tonight? No, no, no. Just stick to what you said, Dave. No, no. That and I am, I am. (laughs) But it's just recently that I said that I started now thinking about this. It's almost kind of like you're seeing going back to the whole toxic relationship. You're starting to see cracks. You're You're starting to see cracks. (laughs) I thought you were the bomb. You thought you know, big boobs, hot ass. But you know what? Now I don't know. I I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. You're emotionally crazy. <laughs> exactly. You're to pleat me. <laughs> I want to slip my wrist after I spend an evening with, with you. you. <laughs> it's yeah. like learning that Santa Claus isn't real. Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> All well, right. Don't take it that far. Come on. Yeah, we might have kids listening. You just destroyed their hopes and dreams. <laughs> I hope kids are not listening to the show. Even oh. my kids don't. Raina, what is wrong with talks of dildos and back to waters with uh, Twi'leks? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Come on. Don't judge us with your you don't make me dance, Christian ideals. So stupid. What? <laughs> Yeah. All right. So Kathleen Kennedy claims Star Wars films have no source material. <laughs> Dude, she. Okay, I. I <laughs> Dave, I love Kathleen Kennedy. No, wait, do I, though? Hold on a second. <laughs> See? Okay, See? I, I did love Kathleen Kennedy up until that last show where I finally just kind of got annoyed. But let me again say this for all the new listeners we have coming in each week. I was a huge supporter of Disney Star Wars and Kathleen Kennedy and what they've been doing up until recently because and not because of the stuff we're getting. I'm upset with their indecisive behavior. Listen to the rest of the show. Obviously, you'll find out yeah, yeah. how I feel about that. 
but now when she when she opens her mouth, she always says something that makes me feel like possibly <laughs> she might not be the best leader for Star Wars. Is she a capable? It's she's a woman, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Raina. <laughs> Is this just the fuck up the show hour? <laughs> I couldn't help it. You left yourself wide open for that. I love her because she's a woman. So I'll take that. Has nothing to do with that. But oh, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. she, this is why I said at the top of the show that maybe we need new creative leadership. Because keep her in the position of making strategic calls and planning from the business side. Let her keep running things. But when it comes to the creative side, we, I think we do need, I don't think, I, I know. I know we need, I think it's, I keep saying think, I'm trying to be nice here. That's the thing. It's yeah. time for new creative leadership. I'm not saying oust Kathleen Kennedy. I'm saying it's time for new creative leadership because with a comment like this, now some people were justifying saying, well, this, she didn't really mean it that way. I'm not going to cut out what she says. I'm going to read the entire quote. Yeah. During an interview last week with Rolling Stone, she says, and in, in response to, have you thought about the future of Star Wars? Do you know what's next? She says, no, I haven't decided what's next. Kennedy, Kennedy said, speaking to Rolling Stone, actually, this was last month. Uh, we've got various things we're looking at and various ways in which we can begin or not. As you can imagine, you know, do you go back? you go forward? All those questions are being asked. Do we stay in this galaxy? Do we go to another galaxy? The universe is never ending. And then she laughs. The good news and the bad news, they have endless possibilities. It's liberating. It's exciting. And it creates a lot of pressure and anxiety as well. She then goes on to say that it's not as easy. Hold on, because I don't want to paraphrase. I have to cycle through this yeah. article, Dave. So every one of these movies is a particularly hard nut to crack, said Kennedy. There's no source material. We don't have comic books. <laughs> does she not does she not know what we what Does she Marvel's not know her own business? Does exactly. She not, she's all and I know people are like, well, she meant like, you know, how Marvel has 30 years of comic books to dig into and stories. And I'm like, um, <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy, you realize that when you took over Lucasfilm, you and Lucas were on a video that I still have bookmarked on YouTube that specifically says all the previous 20, 30 years of expanded universe will be retconned, but have faith. We're going to put it into a little box called legends. Yeah. And whenever we feel we need to, we're going to dig in that box and possibly take things out and recanonize it. Which they've been doing. So why would she say that if she truly thought there was no source material? <laughs> that's why, that's why, dude, when, when this came out, I was so giddy. We don't have 800-page novels. We don't have anything other than passionate storytellers who get together and talk about what the next iteration might be. That bothers me more than anything, Dave, more than anything that has transpired since 2012. That statement 
fucking makes me nervous. Now, mind you, Dave, that if she felt like she might have, let's say, you know, we all say things that we, oh shit, you know what? I should, I should have worded this, this better. I should have worded this differently. She had approval on these interviews. Lucasfilm and Disney does not give, you know, hey, creative say to the final interview to Rolling Stone. Hey, I fucked up. Print it anyways. No fucking way. Right. <laughs> there are clauses, NDAs that are being signed. They have final approval. So this had to be reviewed. So she reviewed this. She still didn't feel like she misspoke. Even upon, I'm sure, reviews of this interview. I think right there, that comment is the number one sign that we need new creative leadership. And yeah, I mean, that, that's, that should be the number one sign because it, it shows a lack of, a lack of knowledge, a lack of basically knowledge of your own product. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> the CEO of Starbucks saying, yeah, you know, what's really hard to figure out how to make coffee because we have never Made, made coffee. coffee. <laughs> We've never made coffee. And th- that's why I was going to say. Know, making the new mocha latte is a really hard nut to crack. You know, because <laughs> we just haven't made lattes before that, that are flavored. That's why my favorite meme that came out out of this was they put this meme out there on, on Reddit and everything that showed Kathleen Kennedy saying this. And then underneath them, all the books in legends and including yeah. the stuff that's just been released this past two years. <laughs> I could even, let's say we'd already, we've already had these discussions that star Wars fans are, or these people making star Wars movies, unless they're like JJ Abrams and Filoni and Favaro. There are people that have grown up watching Star Wars. They've watched the movies. They're not watching the cartoons, not reading books, not reading comics. So I can understand like an average executive or even a director saying, oh, I'm not aware of that, 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 that aspect of a story. Oh, I didn't know that about Boba Fett's past or, you know, I didn't, I never knew that about Darth Vader. But you are the person who created the Legends (laughs) Rolodex. Yeah, it was you and Lucas that came up with the idea for the Legends Rolodex. And unfortunately, that's what hurts Kathleen Kennedy is because if it was an atypical, you know, executive, yes, we would probably be more lenient on it. it absolutely would. If However, it was Bob Iger, I'd be like, oh, okay. The thing that even, yeah, the, the thing that even hurts Ka- uh, Kennedy's stance is she was there before everybody. <laughs> she was there with Lucas. Maybe that's the problem. She's too old. Uh, uh, you think yeah. she has Parkinson's or something? Or uh, what's that other one? Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's. No. She's losing it. it. What stage What stage do they get? Or what stage is it when they get really horny and they start having sex with people all the time? Um, I did even- yeah, it happens. Yeah, it does. You get you start losing part. And it of your- makes women crazy. So that could be a partial explanation. Man, I'm gonna start trolling Alzheimer's like hospitals. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Crazy that quote. Crazy. Was, in my opinion, when I was hearing the quote, I was like, "Oh, this isn't too bad." What is Mike getting at? And then you said that slamming part, and I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> They didn't review that. There's no way. There's no way that was reviewed, like you said. You don't. You, but, They're like, it's Kathleen Kennedy. She knows what she's doing. Oh man, that'd be real. She's a strong, independent. 
I don't need Woman. anyone. Oh. I don't need anyone mm, to proofread my interview. What I say is gospel. Mm. <laughs> well, it's the only explanation for that. Yeah, there, the, the, Raina brings up a good point. I mean, we and you have always joked about like if you are if you're one of the big wigs, you you're like the big swinging dick person in yeah. the meeting. Mm-hmm. You probably can, are allowed to make mistakes like that. It's just that when those big swinging dick executives like that make the mistake, yeah. they have to understand that their their mistakes are could lead to catastrophic. They're limits. under a microscope, especially Kathleen Kennedy. So and there's I, no walking that quote back. No, yeah, there's no. There you can't. There's walk it no back. cover up for that. I, I've read the rebuttals that it's not like Marvel. You know, it's not like DC where there's. All these, you know, comics and stories you can pull from. But but the thing is, is that there is. There is. <laughs> it's like no one realizes that, that Star Wars was around for a very long time. And, yeah, its history is pretty much almost. Uh, the comics launched the comics, right with the movies. Yeah, back in the 70s, 70s. and 80s. Yeah. There's all that. All the books got released since the 80s. You know, Filoni, like, just took his hat off and threw it when he read the city. He's like, God damn it, Kathleen Kennedy. We're trying to fix this shit. I am the fucking captain of the Titanic, and you're the goddamn glacier. No, 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 no. I say Filoni. Every time moments like this happens, Filoni's in the bathroom. It's okay. You know, he's in the bathroom. And George Lucas is the guy playing the piano, even while it's crashing. <laughs> Like, Filoni, he, Filoni. Made, he made his four billion. He's still playing that piano. He doesn't give a fuck what happens. I honestly, honestly think, dude, dude, the day that we criticize Dave Filoni is the day I basically just throw my hands up in the air and basically say, "Take me, Lord." The day Filoni <laughs> fucks up anything is the day that I quit Star Wars. <laughs> Pretty much. That's how confident I am with Dave Filoni as a as a story and creative force for Star Wars. Yeah. All right, you know what? We went way over today. We do have to wrap today's discussion. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening. Please find us on Stitcher and iTunes as well as Spotify and Google Play. Just search Star Wars from the back to tank. Leave us reviews. Give us thumbs up. Um, I will also give you David's email if you uh, request. (laughs) And uh, you can send him hate mail about his comments about our beloved hero and savior, George Lucas. Just don't send me nudes because that's very uncomfortable. In fact, you know what? Um, yeah, that wouldn't work. I was going to say, say send David dick pics, but he might like that. Just a wall of dick pics. Uh, Raina, thank you. Thank you, Mike and Dave. And thank you, Dave. May the force be with us. Oh, yes. <laughs>